Good, 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 good. Turn to someone. I know that they always do this, but hey, we want to really be more welcoming in this house. Would you just turn to somebody else that you haven't said hi to? Look at the front or the back and just say hello. Yay, thanks. <laughs> Very nice. Okay. Awesome. Let's just pray and then we're going to get right into it. Lord, we love you and we thank you and we need you and we welcome you. Lord, I ask, oh God, Lord, everything that you so desire to do will come to pass in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray if anyone has stepped in here, oh God, Lord, and there is just fear and shame, oh God, Lord, there's just distance, oh God, Lord, I pray that they will encounter your love in a fresh and deep new way in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray if there's anybody sitting here, oh God, Lord, that they just feel foreign and they just feel like, I just cannot be here, Lord, I pray that the peace of the Lord will fall and rest upon them, oh God, and they will sit in and listen, oh God, Lord, and Lord, you will do a new thing in their hearts in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask for your healing power and hand, oh God, Lord, for anybody in this room that they may be unwell, oh God, Lord, they may have any issues, oh God, Lord, anybody here, oh God, Lord, they may have bone issues, oh God, we ask for healing in the name of Jesus, oh God, Lord, there will be healing in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we love you, we thank you, we welcome you, do all that you desire to do. Holy Spirit, reveal the Father that we will never miss the point of why we gather, why we read the scriptures, why we worship, why we're in part of all of this, oh God. So we love you, we thank you, capture and captivate our hearts. Please, oh God, please, oh Lord, we love you and need you, we want you, we give this time to you, remove every fear and shame, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, this morning I want to talk about joy, and I've talked to you what I've learned from joy. Um, you know, joy is something that this year I wrote down in my list of goals that I really wanted to experience a little bit more. And so I said, 2023 is a year I want to have more joy. I want to laugh a lot. And I don't want to just laugh on text, haha, lol, but in my heart, there's not laughter. And I go, I realize I've written more hahas and lols and really actually laugh out loud. And I go, God, I really want to laugh. Uh, if you know me personally, you know that I'm not somebody that will laugh very loudly. I just, <laughs> <laughs> and inside my heart, I'm laughing, but you know, and I just go, Lord, I just want so much immense joy and laughter. Uh, my name is Isaac, and then the name Isaac means laughter, and I go, Lord, you gotta make me laugh. I don't want to be just a joke. I want to understand the jokes, and I really want to laugh. And so I say, Lord, that is the desire of my heart. I really want to laugh, and I really want to have greater joy. And that's not an invitation to tell me jokes later, okay? Because if not, you're going to be very, very disappointed because the Lord needs to do a thing in my heart first. Um, but for a lot of us, why I want to share about this is because as we grow older, as we see more ugly things, as we experience different things, as we go through past trauma, present struggles, worries of the future, it's so easy for us to lose a level of joy. But the Lord wants us to have it. The Lord does not want us to drag our feet and go, ah, oh, life is terrible and life sucks. But the Lord invites us to have joy. And we should and we must ask boldly. Two weeks ago, I shared with us about the importance of understanding sonship. And I shared with us about how as sons and daughters of Christ, we can ask the Lord of things boldly because we know who we are. I shared about how the story of Heidi Baker, you know, when she had to take care of adopted kids and when she picked the kids off the streets into a house, so often the kids in the house will not behave like kids of the house. They will still behave like street kids. They will just be in the house and go, it's okay, thank you. Just as long as I'm not living on the streets, I'm happy. 
happy enough. Like, I don't ask for much. I'm really very thankful for the bed. I'm really very thankful for the window and the fan. I don't need aircon. It's okay. Just don't put me back out on the streets. And it breaks the parent's heart because no parent wants a child to not understand their authority and to behave like a son and daughter. They want them to behave as a son and daughter. But sometimes we are like that with the things of God. And we talked about how when Jesus paid the price on the cross for us, He did not just pardon you. He did not just say, okay, you will not get struck down by lightning. You will not be killed. You can now walk away scot-free. He says, I not only set you free, I've adopted you as my own and I've called you my own. So don't live like I am thankful, but live boldly that, Lord, I am thankful that I'm also a son and daughter. But we don't behave like that sometimes and we don't dare to ask the things of the Lord. We might be in the house of the Lord, but we still have street kid mentality. I don't ask for much, just don't kill me, can you really? I'm so sorry, Lord, I don't need anything. And so when we read scriptures like rejoice, you read things about joy, sometimes we are afraid to ask. And it does not bring pleasure to the Lord. For those of us who are parents or maybe parents in the future, it will bring you great joy when your son and daughter know their identity and live fully. When the son and daughter comes to you at every season of your life, no matter their trouble or their pain, they can come to you boldly and confidently and say, Mom and Dad, I really struggle with this. Mom and Dad, I really need help with this. The parent doesn't go, Hiya. The parent goes, I am glad you know that with me you are safe. Similarly, do we do that with the Lord? where we can come with him, come to him boldly and says, Lord, these are the things of my heart. These are the things that I desire. These are the things I am going through. God, would you help me? And we must walk in that manner, not let fear, shame, guilt, dull our walk with the Lord. Sometimes as we grow older, we feel the need to manage expectations. And yes, we should manage expectations when it comes to wealth. We should manage expectations when it comes to friendship. We should manage expectations maybe when it comes to jobs, education. But the one thing that you're not supposed to manage expectation with is the Lord. But yet we do that. We find ourselves when it comes to Him, let me manage my expectation. And that is an earthly perspective and belief that we bring into the house of the Lord. But with Him, you can ask boldly, fully, and confidently, Lord, I want this. And some of us, I know that we sit here and you go, but I cannot ask because Isaac, if you only knew the kind of sinner I am, I don't need to see your sin to know how ugly you are. I just got to see the cross and I know how dirty you are. The cross is fully represents all of our mess that we really need God. And he sent, the Lord sent his son to die on the cross so that you may ask boldly and confidently. Sometimes we don't dare to ask because we go, oh yeah, I don't want to be that kind of Christian that asks the ungodly things, you know. When I was young, I asked all these foolish things. Now as I'm older, I'm more profound. Lord, I want your presence. You know, I don't ask for much. As if that please, like, oh, hey, thank you, lah, you know, because I'm very resource-bound, you know, so like, you cannot really ask for a lot, but thank you, right? I need to give, I need to share. He doesn't. That's not him. And we should ask boldly, Lord, I want of this. Lord, I need this. And it's okay. As Christians, it's okay to ask of the things that maybe don't even please the Lord because what you're going to do, it's on your heart. So out of your lips, you're like, Lord, you know, I just thank you, like, 
I just don't need money. I just don't need anything. But in your heart, you're greedy, yeah? You are like, I really want money, but I know it's not. I'm 40 years old already. After how many years, I still ask these things. I don't need, no, thank you. Thank you. How to worship with your heart and with authenticity and vulnerability. The struggle and the dissonance is there. It's okay. Just ask. And then let him disciple and walk with you. Because in the asking is the relationship. In the asking is the intimacy and discipleship. So when you pray and worship, Lord, I am so greedy. I really want money. I am 50 years old and I've seen it and I've read the scriptures. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world but lose his own soul? But I kind of feel like I don't mind losing my own soul. I just want the money. But Lord, there must be more. Just do it. Because how tiring it is. But inside you are like struggling. Would it not please your heart? If your own sons and daughters come to you and says, Dad, I am such a greedy person. I'm at 50 years old and I'm still wanting things that I shouldn't want. What should I do? I don't think you're going to go, you lousy son. You'll go, hey, how can I walk with you? We need to come as children. We need to walk through these doors and not feel like we need to put on the Sunday best and say all the right things, let us just come so vulnerable and open. Let us not look to the left and right and criticize one another. Yeah, you're so desperate, so cuckoo on this one. It's not always one, you know. What are you doing that, doing that for? You're supposed to behold him. You're beholding everybody else. Tone down on the criticism. Come and let, Lord, I, I really need you. I really want joy. I want joy and the Lord desires for us to rejoice and have joy. Joy is a key theme that we see throughout the entire Bible and he invites us, rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. And sometimes this invitation is so burdensome because we seem to not be able to do what the king asks of us or maybe it feels like something so distant. But the Lord has given us the ability to love and enjoy the good things and we see in the first page of the Bible in Genesis chapter 1 verse 3 it says, and God said, let there be light and there was light. And then he says this, God saw that the light was good. Amen. Amen. The Lord enjoys. He has joy. He knows how to adore. He knows how to see beauty. And guess what? We are made in His image. So you love beauty. You love good things. You love and you desire to enjoy. And that's why we can enjoy fruitfulness and beauty and abundance and greenery and friendship and goodness and love. And these things we can fully and know how to enjoy. And the Lord says, I want you to enjoy. The Bible talks about joy that comes from children, joy from being marriage, joy from friendship, rejoice. But we know that it's not that simple. While the Lord has given us the ability to enjoy, some of us find ourselves enjoying things that it's not supposed to be enjoyed. 
we throw our affections and our hearts on things that will not last and have an expiry date. Our hearts on this earth wrestle, our hearts are seeking to enjoy and because of sin and corruption, we find ourselves giving our affections to greed, giving our affections to lust, giving our affections to bitterness, giving our affections to selfishness, giving our affections to things that will not last and then we continue to be disappointed, 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 disappointed that joy is no longer found. And so we go, how am I going to manage my expectations? But the Bible says in Colossians 3, set your eyes on things above, not on earthly things. Give your affections and yourself to the Lord. Some of us, when we talk about the Lord and these things, it feels so distant because, my friend, it's hard that if Monday to Saturday you pour your affections on so many other things and affairs, and then on Sunday for one hour you try to pour your affection, your heart will not fall in love. But we need to spend our lives even more with time to pour affections on the Lord. The people that need to pray a lot are the people who are exposed so much to the ugly and the madness and the most unjoyful things of the earth. More than just the pastors, the people in the marketplace. The more you get heartbreak, the more you get disappointed, the more you have all these things, your heart seeks to enjoy. And if you do not give it to the Lord, your heart will find something else to enjoy because your heart was made to enjoy. And if it's not on the Lord, it does not stay silent or stagnant. It will find and pursue something always. It will find its pleasure in the middle of the night. It will find its pleasure in the work. It will find its pleasure in all kinds of different things if you do not put your affections and your joy and enjoyment with the Lord. Because with Him, it is eternal and it will last. Do you pour your affections to him? Do you take time and spend time with him? But it's almost like this vicious cycle. How are you going to enjoy somebody you feel like you cannot be fully yourself? How can you enjoy the Jesus time if you feel like you have to manage expectation and you're in this house, you see the goodness of a house, but you still have street kid mentality? Is it any wonder why therefore you don't even want to go and enjoy that intimacy? Would you come boldly to him and say, Lord, this is what I ask of you. If we have enjoyment in our hearts that we know that we shouldn't be enjoying, that it has stolen our attention and our affections, would we come before the Lord and say, Lord, I need your help. Give me joy and joy everlasting. Give me joy, O oh God, Lord, to the fullest. Is your heart and has your heart affections been poured to something that it shouldn't be poured to the second thing about the problem with joy is that if it's not our affections it's the circumstances we know that life in this earth is not a joy fest sure while there is fruitfulness you also see barrenness where there is life you also see death where there is color you also see gray i don't know where there's all these different things you also see just not the beautiful things, then how? Then that's where biblical joy comes in. A joy that is not simply in what we find in our circumstance and in front of us, but of what is to come and our confidence in Him. 
Joy is not optimism, my friends. Joy is not, let me see the cup half full. Let me see the silver lining of this situation. Let me just be able to learn the lesson from this situation. While those things may be part of the journey of joy, joy is the result of a profound decision of faith and confidence in God. That is joy. And Paul says it. Paul says it. Paul says, I found the secret. He says, I have found the secret to contentment. Whether I have much or whether I have little, this is what I've learned. It is in Him. My confidence is in Him. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Joy comes from the confidence, assurance of who He is and knowing of what is to come. We see this joy so clearly and we see it in the Israelites when they were in slavery and suffering and Moses came to deliver them and brought them out and they were still in the wilderness. They have yet to step into the promised land. The first thing that they did was to rejoice. They had not received the promise, but joy arose from what is to come. And my friends, as Christians, as believers, that's where our joy comes from. And I know as I say this, some of you, every time we talk about things above and every time we talk about heaven and every time we talk about the coming, the return of the Lord, it is something that is mystical, elusive, and foreign. And I want to say this to you, you need to come before the Lord and ask the Lord for a revelation and understanding of this because the gospel is not just simply this, that the Lord sent His Son to die on the cross and now that you are saved, you hold hands and you run into the fields of sunflowers and says, Kumbaya, everything is good. That is not the full gospel, the gospel that He sent the Son to die on the cross for us, that we are now set free and we can live fully as sons and daughters and He has given us the Holy Spirit as a reminder that he is coming back again and all your reflections and intimacies and revelations and your pondering and your meditation on the cross you also must understand and meditate on his return because joy abounds there and that's why Paul says even in suffering and oppression these are but small potatoes compared to the coming glory Joy is not, I need to suppress all my pain. As a Christian, I need to behave like everything is okay. It's not. It's being so aware of your pain. Paul is clearly aware. I've been beaten. I've been imprisoned. I've been shackled. But I am not destroyed, nor am I defeated. And you go, wow, Paul, you're very optimistic. Ah, very good. Ah. You see the cup half full. No! Stop simplifying and diluting the Word of God it is a confident assurance and we all have this confident assurance. The early church was marked by their joy. They would go through immense persecution and difficulty, but they were a people that knew joy. Not because they were optimistic. Not because I'm able to see things from a just scriptural, biblical, correct Christian thing to do lens but I am safe and I am a son and daughter and Lord, I need you. I see the fullness of my weakness. Did not Paul say, I am the ultimate sinner? So he was the dude that was basically, I am so greedy, God! Even at this point, after I've seen your wonder and your goodness and you have saved me, oh, I'm still such a sinner, God, I need you. Our joy comes from that. 
Our joy does not come from our pretense or our Sunday best. Our joy comes from the fact that we were one street kids, but now we're in the house and we can ask boldly and one of the gifts he asks for us is joy. Ask for joy. And for the ones who get older and older and older, all the more you got to ask for joy. That's why at 35 years old, which I suspect is my halfway mark, I'm going, God, I need greater joy. I need greater joy. Luke chapter 2, verse 10 to 11 says this, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who Christ is the Lord. This good news brings great joy. Great joy. Do you receive that joy? Do you ask of that joy? Matthew 5 verse 12 talks about how Jesus tells his people when people persecute you and you go through rejection, rejoice because your reward is in heaven. My friends, heaven and the above is not an elusive thing. Stop putting it away. Stop leaving it as something that, oh, it's the cuckoo Christians one. They like to talk about this realm. You know, we just live. Nah, man, it's the whole package of the gospel. It's the whole bit. It says, right, in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. It says love, joy, the fruit of the Spirit, that as you hang with the Holy Spirit, as you receive the Holy Spirit, one of that fruit is joy. And this joy is not this special gold dust sprinkle on you. <laughs> now you got the Spirit, laugh! I think sometimes that happens, and I'm looking for it. Okay, the day that I just burst out laughing, laugh along. It's, like, it's more than this thing. You see, it says that, the gift, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, joy. The Spirit is here to reveal the Father to us. John 16 says that, that the Holy Spirit has come to convict, to guide, and to reveal the Father. And so when we hang and pray and spend time with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit reveals the Father to us, and that's why there is joy. When you sing, come and blow on through, come and move, we're ready for you. Maybe sometime we sing these songs and we say, Holy Spirit, work on my physical earthly activities and the needs of my life. And like I said, if that's where you're at, ask. But also I want to encourage you to ask, Holy Spirit, Review the Father more and more and more and more and more. Help me to have the understanding of kingdom and heaven perspective so that I will be a person of love. How do you love in a world that is so hateful and you're so annoyed by? Try to seal the silver lining. Some things you, seal, you see no silver lining. Some situation, the cup is not even half full. There's no cup. Then how? You dig from deep within or maybe you go, ah, never mind. The Lord, I, I remember, I like this verse in Psalms. Uh, he says, uh, he will destroy my enemies. And he go, ha, ha, joy. Short-lived. Until you didn't see that person get destroyed, but just flourish. Then you go, never mind. This person not Christian. Did I speak some people's thoughts? It is not found in that because that will exhaust itself. You find your joy 
in beholding Him. And as you behold Him and the Father is revealed to you more and more and more, guess what? You can love the unlovable. You can forgive the people that have hurt you. You can have joy and abundant joy. And then we can walk in here boldly. And then we will also be safe with one another. So if one day I need to be at my altar and I'm screaming, I am so greedy. I'm so angry. Every Sunday morning when I'm on the way to church, I always haunt at everybody else and I'm pretty sure all the Christians are in the car on the way to church as well. I'm so angry. And just, just be sons and daughters as opposed to street kids trying to make sure that we don't get kicked out of the house. Ask. Ask and be bold and behold. Ask the Lord for joy because He wants to give it. And if you don't ask for joy, your heart is searching for it anyways. Where will it find it? Who will it find it in? What number will it find it in? The Lord wants to give you joy everlasting and it comes from knowing the Father in a deeper and deeper way. Joy. Ask. Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things on this earth. In verse 3, it says, For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Can I just get the worship team to come up? You know, um, so this year I said, you know, I really, Lord, I really, really want to want to know about joy and I really want to love you and I really want to encounter you in a deeper way. I want to ask. I want to boldly, 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 confidently ask. I, I know I keep saying that, but friends, I pray, right, as every week that passes through this doors that you walk through, there will be greater confidence, not in because of how good you are, but as you see him more and more, there is such a boldness and freedom that will arise, a love and joy and peace and goodness that you know that your heart is longing for. I pray that it will happen as you know him deeper and deeper and deeper. So I've been asking and I shared two weeks ago about how, you know, um, when I ran away from church and, and I ran away from God, the Lord met with me in the mission field in, in the borders of Thai and, and uh, borders of Burma and Thailand. And uh, he gave me a ring to remind me of my authority. It was awesome. And then 17 years later, there was an opportunity to go to the Thai-Burma Thai borders again. And so I was there just last weekend, and um, I met this person. And guess what? This missionary and this person's name is Joy. Actually, her name is Joy N. And if you read it backwards, it's N Joy. <laughs> that was a joke cut to see from Josiah. Joy, and it was awesome. So I was like, okay, let's go. And, and this is just a really incredible young lady. She's 30 years old. And she said, you know, when I was younger, I used to like love to drink Starbucks every day, wear my high heels, do all that. But the Lord put in her the heart and the nation of Myanmar. And so she went over, and the last five years she's been there. And long story short, the Lord has led her to a people group uh, that is facing immense persecution, facing all kinds of uh, war, war things and different things like that. She's witnessed death and all that. And she's just there loving the person, the people, and her heart is this. Isaac, I really just want to see education. I want to make sure that these people, beyond politics, beyond the, 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 the lines that are drawn, I just want to make sure that the next generation receives education. Just an amazing young lady. I remember we went to the borders of Burma and Thailand. We're supposed to cross... Um, 
into a place that we're not supposed to go to and foreigners are not allowed and we could get killed and shot and all that. And I remember I was sitting there and we're just there in the morning ready to go. And then she says, hey Isaac, you know the route that we're supposed to take has a bit of clashing and there's conflict and it's under attack so we cannot go there. But I will find a way and I go, never mind, it's okay, don't find a way. Let's just stay here and linger in the presence of the Lord. And then she FaceTimes, she FaceTimes uh, uh, two people and she's, she's well connected. She's connected to one of the generals in the district uh, as well as this lady who's in charge of education in the district as well. And she FaceTimed there and I'm just there watching and both the general and this lady in the gov of, of this place, don't come, don't come, he's too dangerous. And guess what Joy does? This really bundle of literal joy. It's like, no, we must go. We must go. We must go now. And I'm just like, no, we should not go. And the two other people are like, no, they should. You should not go. And as I was sitting there, the Singaporean part of me was like, my child, that is unwise. Let us go tomorrow, you know. But as I said that, I felt the Lord says, Isaac, I'm giving you a front row seat to what the manifestation of joy looks like the authority, the impossibilities, would you just sit down and watch? So the entire trip, I did not wait and I just went, sure, Joy. And so she's like, no, let's go. Then the, 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 the education lady already cut the call. She said, no, it's not possible. And then the general guy says, hmm, okay, let's go. And the next moment, a truck comes and then there's these rice bags inside and it's like, ah, oh, you got to hide your bags in the rice bag because if you get caught, you might get killed or you just get caught, right? And I was like, oh, okay, let's go. So we jump in this thing and we go and we cross the borders. And it was really dangerous. At some point, we had to roll down the windows and they said, very chill, okay, we need to roll down the windows because there are some snipers over there. So if they don't know who you are, they might shoot. Okay, right? At this point, I'm really thankful for my mom being Indian and dad Chinese so I could look like all Southeast Asian nations. With a bit of a beard, I look Burmese, you know, and so I just went there. I was like, oh, thank you, Lord. Uh, Shemaine was there as well. I was like, just take her, please. You know, she looks the most foreign here. Uh, and we just drive through. And throughout the entire trip, I just saw a girl, right, that just loves the Lord and just loves the people. And she's so bold. And she's like, I want to build a school. I want to do these things. And she went ahead of us. In fact, we were there to recce to see whether we can build a school. She basically told all of them that we are going to build the school. So they had a village meeting where they thanked us for building the school. And we went, confidence, joy. <laughs> um, and after the whole trip, we had to come out of, you know, get back out. After a few days, we got back out. I remember we sat in the bus on the way back to Bangkok. And she just sat there and she's like, ah, wow, that was really impossible. And I went, Joy, all my fountains are in you. All my hope is built on you. What do you mean you are not trust? I don't know, but the Lord did it. It's impossible. Woohoo! And I just said there, oh Lord, thank And there is such an authority. And she at 30 reminded me, it was a great reminder, Isaac, never lose your authority as a son and daughter never forget your joy never boldly dare to ask ask and ask and ask and ask what is it that you want what is it that you desire to see don't manage your expectations with the Lord dare to ask will you just rise to your feet we're going to close in just a bit you know this morning I just really wanted to just make a call for all of us uh, this morning and, and ask a simple question. When it comes to the things of the Lord, 
Have you found your heart just given your heart, your affections of your heart thrown to things that you shouldn't be enjoying? Or maybe with the Lord, have you really come to Him boldly, fully as a son and daughter? And maybe this morning you're reminded about this confidence of coming to the Lord with confidence, coming to the Lord with expectation, coming to the Lord and says, Lord, I want to boldly ask and I don't want to live like a street kid living in the house. But Lord, I want to ask of greater things. With you, there is no zero managing expectations. Lord, I dare to ask. Maybe for some of us, really fear, shame and past experiences have really lingered over our lives. And so when it comes to the things of the Lord, there is a dullness. And some of you understand what I'm talking about. When it comes to Christianity and the things of God, there is a dullness in your life. When you read the scriptures, there is a dullness. When you worship, there's a dullness. When people talk about heaven and the future, there is a dullness. And let me tell you where there is a dullness, oftentimes it's fear and shame. And fear doesn't always look like, oh, I'm scared. Fear can look like indifference. Fear can look like doubtless. Fear and shame can also sound and sometimes feel like skepticism and criticism and over-criticism. Would you say, Lord, I'm coming back. Lord, I want you to do a new work in my heart and to be like children. And then for some of you, as I shared earlier, you find yourself that you say a lot of beautiful things out of your lips, but your heart is in a really different place. And it's been a while that you've just been so honest with the Lord. Would you just be honest with Him? this morning because he wants to meet with us. Would you just worship and adore him? You've just listened to a production of Cornerstone Community Church. Please note that all unauthorized reproduction, distribution, or sale of the recording is prohibited. For permission to reproduce or distribute the sermon, please write into mail at cscc.org.sg. We hope that you have been blessed.